0: Welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is Michael TYP Cole, this is episode 67, and with me this week I have Neil Ronaghan.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Well, hello, hello, hello to you too. And um, it's the usual drill, five games, three songs from each game, plus a question, figure it out. Or don't, just have fun, whatever. <laughs> That's usually listen, like what I do. I usually listen to it your way. Fun.
1: There's some games where I'll be like, ah, I think I know that game, and then hear the hint question, and usually it's either I know it or I don't, by that point, anyway. We. that I picked, but I know that the next two songs will definitely prove if it was or not. That is definitely one of the games that I picked after that song that gave it away. And uh, the question for it is, what's the difference between the secret boss in the North American and Japanese versions of this game? Which is, uh, I guess it's an interesting question.
0: All right, so lots of energy. This is a game that's kind of on my wall of shame. Oh, but, um,
1: it's it's definitely it's a, it's a really fun game, and it's good music. It's typical of the you know the company that made it.
0: The company being Treasure.
1: Yes, and uh, the game is the game is Dynamite Heady, which came out on the Sega Genesis. It was published by Sega. I forget the exact year. I think ninety four, maybe somewhere. Around yeah, there. that sounds about right.
0: And of uh, course, available on Virtual Console. Sonic's uh, Ultimate Genesis Collection. Well, that's that's um, one I own. Um, yeah. And I played, I'd say, like the first level and a half, like the intro sequence, basically.
1: It's it's just it's a really really weird game, especially that intro sequence. Yeah. Like it's just because like there's that whole chase in the beginning and you don't really right. know like like What's can you on? get hurt like you don't know and then it's just like you're fighting this weird cat bear looking thing.
0: <laughs> Man, bear, pig. Yeah,
1: pretty much. That's who you <laughs> fight against But the majority of the game. He's a recurring villain. I think um, uh, I think he's actually referred to as a Bruin. It's somewhere I don't know where, but he looks like a cat. So
0: anyway, um, it definitely has a unique style to it, um, and. Um, it, a lot of production values. One, definitely one of the better games. I, I should go play it. Yeah. I kind of was sampling a bunch of the different games in my ultimate, in quotes, Genesis collection. It's, it's a and, pretty good uh,
1: collection. I wouldn't say ultimate, but definitely, I mean, 50 games for $30, even if half of those games are kind of crappy, it's still not bad. He,
0: well, I, I found that I wasn't enthralled by even the games I was interested in trying <laughs> out, so um, that was a problem. But, you know, like you said, only a few bucks down the hole. So. Yeah.
1: But, um, uh, yeah, Dynamite Heady. He plays this weird-looking creature who shoots off his head and grabs onto things, grabs onto enemies, and a lot of the gameplay is based around that. Actually, well, it has I, a
0: puppeteer kind of. Movie yeah, it has
1: this like kind of like theater stage theme to it. There's a lot of movie references in like the names of the levels. Like the first mm-hmm. one's like the Escape, like the Great Escape, and I know there's a. I think like one of the final levels is a reference. Like there's a Star Trek reference in the title.
0: Okay, well I, I should go back and play this. I really should. Um, because I, I definitely like Treasure's uh, other treasure, uh, Genesis game I played. Um, Gunstar Heroes. Uh, Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, so. which is, that, that's
1: yeah. Actually, that was a game that was on my Wall of Shame until it came out on Virtual Console. Yeah. Which, uh, that, that's a fantastic game.
0: Well, it's not on your Wall of Shame until you've actually purchased yeah. it.
1: Yes. So it well, was on my Wall of Shame until it came out on Virtual Console.
0: I know you mentioned this before. This is one of your favorite games. Um, would, I wouldn't say one of my
1: of favorite, but one of my favorite Genesis games. Definitely. Okay. I, I I definitely I mean this is this is the kind of game that it goes in line with a lot of games when I was younger in which my parents would kind of randomly buy me like you know Christmas or birthday presents with video games and like hit home runs like I still remember uh, when I originally got a Game Boy I got Super Mario Land 2 and Donkey Kong 94 nice. that's like that was that was a Christmas and it was one of my one of my favorite Christmases just because of that because it was like my parents picked probably it's still even my my two favorite games on Game Boy. The same year, and uh, around that time they also got me, like, on Genesis, they got me Dynamite Heady. I have no idea why, but they came home and, and I, I got it for, you know, birthday or Christmas or whatever, and I, I loved the game, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's really hard, and I know it was definitely something that, like, I could only get a couple levels in when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then finally there was some point where I sat down and kind of just struggled through it and got to the end, but... I didn't find out, find this out, actually, that I did not completely beat the game um, when this was the first retroactive game that I think was actually chosen, maybe. I, I know I mentioned it, and I know there wasn't a vote for that one. They just they just picked the game, and it was Dynamite Heady. And I actually found out during that, when they were talking about it, is that there's actually a secret final boss that, when I was younger, I never knew about. And I guess just, you know, as I started using the internet, it wasn't a kind of game I was like, I, I beat it when I was younger. I didn't go right. back and play it that often. Except for to like show a friend here or there, but there's a, uh, a mini game that you can go to in the game where basically you uh, use uh, Hetty's powers to hit basketballs up into like moving, moving hoops. And some of like if you hit a bomb into a hoop, then the hoop goes away and you can't use it. And you want to get a bunch of balls in the hoops. And then after you beat one of these, you get uh, a number. and you have to go through the mini game in the North American version four times, and you have to input that code at the end of the game, there's a there's a screen at the end, and then you go to the secret final boss, which is just like some kind of generic businessman, but in the Japanese version, and I, I, was, I was reading before this, there's, there's a whole lot of differences between the Japanese and North American versions, but in the Japanese version, you only need to get three numbers, and the final secret boss isn't a generic businessman, it's, uh, I'm probably going to push you the pronunciation, Hayo Nakayama? Who was hmm. the then president of Sega in, in, during that time period?
0: So why did they make it four instead of three for North America? I, I have no idea. But so, that, so you have to play this, and does it matter what score you get? It gives you the same number, or? Um,
1: I know it's it's different for every every time you play the game, or every car every like game cartridge or something. So it's not something that you can just find online and then put at the end. Okay. I guess it's generated randomly. Um, but. If, I, I can't remember precisely but I, I I'm pretty sure you have to like beat it to get the digit okay but I mean something weird I haven't actually gone back and tried this I, I might I also have Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection and that's that's probably the way I'd play it, I have it all on Genesis but I'm at school right now and I can't I don't I don't lug my old car, my old systems around with me
0: mm. It's your loss?
1: Yep. (laughs) I I was actually tempted when I was coming to I mean this is this is actually my final semester in school, and I was tempted just to go back and play a bunch of retro games I was gonna bring like my original Nintendo or a Super Nintendo or something, but I don't know. It's it's just so much easier to just you know carry around the systems that I use more (laughs) often and I I feel like if they break I'm not screwed.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, so um go on to the second game.
1: Alright, excellent. Spooky.
0: Spooky. I have
1: an I have an idea of what this game might be, but it's something that it's more. I'm just going by that. It's kind of horror themed. It's not mm. a game that I haven't played. I've played that much of, but
0: da- dangerous to be going by uh, that kind of assumption there.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just an idea. I'm not I'm not committing to this. Mm-hmm. Just uh, maybe I'll see if something's more recognizable. It's a game I played very little of. That's why I was not committing to it.
0: Excellent. Well, here's a question, which might help some people. Which arcade classics can you unlock in this game?
1: All right. now, Now I think I have a pretty solid idea. Alrighty then. All right, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a guess for this one. Is it Donkey Kong '64?
0: No, we used that last week.
1: Oh, oh that's what I get for not listening to the most recent episode.
0: Yeah, uh, this is Pac-Man World Two for the GameCube oh. and PlayStation Two. Uh, a fun little underappreciated game that uh, one of my early review copies that I was actually kind of floored by. Um. It isn't the best 3D platformer out there. And it's it really not a isn't.
1: bad one though. Actually, I played a little bit of that. That's yeah, why it seemed vaguely it, familiar.
0: It's it, it's it's a pretty solid platformer. There's some a little bit of quirkiness with the controls, and uh, I think the big thing is that like you always jump the same height. Yeah. So it's like if you tap A, you're going to jump the same height. So that kind of threw me off for a while. But uh, in terms of the level design, um, it's actually pretty interesting. And uh, considering Pac-Man isn't like the most verbose. Uh, uh, I don't know, franchise to be working with. There isn't all that much to build upon. Um, I think they did a really good job. Um, and there's some really fun levels there. They, they got a great soundtrack out of this game.
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that was good music.
0: There like three or four different like main themes and a lot of r- variation. Each level has a different variation of the theme, of the song, pretty much. And, um, and I remember the boss battles being pretty interesting and there are a few levels that... Um, or um, Pac-Man's like ice skating, or, ro- or maybe rollerblading. Yeah, I. I do remember that. And um, those are a lot of fun. They're kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog levels almost because he's, he's doing it a little faster. And, and <laughs> it's, they... it's
1: better Sonic gameplay than most of the 3D ones.
0: Well, that was my that was my opinion of those levels. I thought they did <laughs> pretty well because I mean it wasn't zooming fast, but it was it was fast paced. enough. It was fast enough. Um, yeah, and then so. He, I don't know. I I don't know how many people played the game. Uh, I don't know how well-received it was. I gave it an 8 back in, like, 2001 or whenever it came out. Um, It was an early GameCube game. Um, But, uh, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. And and one quirky thing about it is that there's a a professor. I assume his name is Professor Peck because that's that makes sense. (laughs) And and he has, like, the same exact voice as that crazy old dude from Bomberman, um... Which Bomberman game was it? For the GameCube, the first one? Yeah, I think so. I Bomberman think Generations. That. Yes. Yes, yes. So, episode. you know, it's like,
2: Pac-Man, we need your help. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like... So, I was just thoroughly amused by th- this character. Um, so, it, and, and one nice thing about it is that um, you unlock uh, some of the old Pac-Man games, like Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man. Um, let's see what else is there. Just Pac-Attack... And, and Pac-Mania. The problem with it, at least the GameCube version, or at least my copy of the GameCube version, was that uh, once you beat a level, like I beat the whole entire level, you can go back and go for a hundred percent. You know, yeah. I think there are like different cherries and tokens and stuff to collect in each level, and it would not save updates like to those levels. Like if I collected oh. more on my second playthrough of it, um, I couldn't save it, and and that was very frustrating because I couldn't get a hundred percent. and I actually really wanted to because this was a fun enough game that I felt like I wanted to play more of it and it was a good challenge to collect things but uh, at least the copy I had for the GameCube, uh, there was a bug there. Pretty bad one.
1: Yeah. But I I, I think that was a game I borrowed from a friend because I definitely I do remember playing a little bit of it but I know I, I never owned it. But I mean, I, it's from what I remember, game. I mean, it's been probably, I don't know, at this point six, seven years since I played it at a minimum. Yeah. I do remember it being fun though.
0: Yeah, I mean it even had like some stuff like a spin dash move. Like a sonic spin dash move. I mean it borrowed from a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, it, it reminded
1: but it, me kind of like a like a Sonic Mario cross almost. Yeah,
0: I, I thought, you know I was it was a commendable game. Um, I was thoroughly disappointed about about the, the third one when it came out. Um, I do remember playing it at E three and like this doesn't feel like a, a fun game. This isn't like and World 2 at all. It's,
1: Dude, I don't even remember there being a third one. There I, remember, was, I remember the second one. I remember the good buzz. Yeah. Like, I probably read your review. It's like, oh, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah.
0: It, like I said, it, it, it was one of those games where it's like, I got it. I'm like, ah, crap. What is this? And, you know, and I, I put it in there, I'm like, hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> so um, that's always fun to get a, a copy of a game like that. Um, yeah. So whatever whoever within Namco that made that or third party of the of Namco good job guys um, that's the way to, to do justice to a, a, a series so and with that we have a third game that was requested by me by the way. If <laughs>
1: You um, send emails to yourself. <laughs> I sent emails to
0: myself. actually Megabyte also uh, Megabyte, I think I mentioned this earlier, but Megabyte like sat down one afternoon evening here in Kaluska and he like sent me like sixty games. <laughs> Just like everything you can think of. So well anything I could think of is probably in that list at this point. Well uh the third one is a listener request. Oh. Always fun. That's right folks this game doesn't even have a proper loop in that song
1: (laughs) It just stops
0: Well second song You guys still listening to this? Dear Lord. Um,
1: Good <laughs> thing it's short.
0: Yeah. Anyway, here's your question. Familiar non-player characters assist you by performing what function? <laughs>
1: for this one is there was this weird Super Nintendo game that a friend of mine lent years ago called Plock. But mm. I don't think that's that.
0: Uh, I've never played Flock.
1: Plock. Is a, Plock is a really weird game, but what what is this one, Matt, dare I ask?
0: Well, uh, you might be wondering why I, I uh, selected this game. This is uh, Krusty's Super... Fun House. Uh, okay. <laughs> or or, or Mayhap's Krusty's Super Unfunhouse. fun House. Oh, yes. um, oh. As uh, requested by Stephen Reich of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I actually own this game. I, I have mixed memories of this game. Um, the idea is that you're walking around a, a giant fun house, presumably owned by Krusty, um, and um, it's segmented into whatever world's levels. Um, and and it's sort of a platform puzzler where you can like pick up blocks and then place them anywhere. Um, and the idea is that you you're basically escorting mice that have infested your funhouse into these mouse killing machines, which I, I think they're manned by like Homer and Bart. Okay, um, so
1: you're playing as Krusty. You're playing as Krusty. All
0: right. And um, it, the first two worlds are actually kind of fun. They're they're interesting. You're it's kind of like an escort mission where you're. Escorting these mice, which look like itchy from the chain scratchy, <laughs> into their doom, um, by picking up like you can like hold maybe like five blocks, so maybe you pick up two blocks and you go back and forth, alternating, picking and placing uh, in different places. Um, but, um, I-, I-, I don't know why, but after about the second world, the levels become pretty unplayable. Um, they're just sort of sprawl everywhere, and unless you're like, I oh, like in your, um, ability to like alternate between blocks running around. Um it, i just don't see any way to beat it. And, and it might just be because I'm not terribly good at these kinds of games. But uh I, I suspect that it is sort of ran out of steam or something. Well I, that's I don't like know.
1: that's like a lot of those Simpsons games from, from that era. Like I think I had it's like Bart's Nightmare or something. Oh, I it's like something... Bart like Bar-
0: Bart's Nightmare. That's a great game. What
1: wait what's the one is that the one with the aliens or uh, Bart's
0: Night... oh yeah the aliens one for like the N E S and That one? It seemed interesting, but I couldn't figure out how to play. I, it. I think, yeah,
1: I have I have the aliens one. I forget what I yeah. forget what it's called. It's like Escape from the Space Mutants or something. It might be Bart versus the
0: Space Mutants or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, something like that. Um, that.
1: That's a that's a terrible game, but it's also I mean, it's a game that like you don't really understand. It's it's not a game that presents itself well and that you can actually understand. That.
0: I, I liken it almost to like A Boy in His Blob that game. Yeah. Because you're walking around, it's like you have stuff you can do. It's like if way. A Boy
1: in His Blob was really really bad, then then I yeah. guess that would be part versus the Space Mutants or whatever yeah. it's but, called. But that's not this
0: game nor is it Bart's Nightmare. Bart's Nightmare um, actually is, is a pretty cool game in my opinion all things considered. But crusty um, Super Funhouse the first world is worth playing maybe. Um, you can use a password system to get to the later worlds which is what I did to just check them out. Um and uh, my God, it just like it's like someone barfed on the on the level design page and and, <laughs> and put put like save, you know. It it
1: seems like it's a it's a good good idea, a good concept, but it's a, it, it's probably the kind of thing where for it was you know license game they were given X amount of money to make it, and they just didn't have the time or yeah. money to do it.
0: Yeah, the idea is kind of similar to like Mar- March of the Minis, yeah. something like that. Um, except uh, the interface isn't as good. Super Nintendo with with a regular controller, Um, and like I said, it's like sprawling. Some of the levels get really big. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's no way you. Well, not gonna say no way. There's probably some way to beat the levels, but it's very difficult to figure out the right path you're supposed to take to um, to escort the the mice into their death. That yeah. sounds so strange. <laughs> and, and, and if you're able to figure that, you then have to execute. And even executing it may just require to the mice. way too much. Yeah, you have to execute your plan to execute them <laughs> almost flawlessly in order to actually yeah, do mean, it. I'm, and if you mess up, then you have to start over, generally speaking, because the mice, whatever, walk back down into a pit or whatever. And, of course, they're not very fast, so you're waiting round two when you're, when you're uh, doing this game. So yeah. it's an interesting idea. I'm not going to say it's a terrible game, but... It's a terrible game after the first two worlds, which um, so, it so does not
1: have staying power. How many worlds are there?
0: I want to say like six.
1: Okay, so a third of the game is okay.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it also came out on the NES, because um, I think my friend owned it for the Nintendo Entertainment System.
1: Okay. Oh wait, so you have the Super Ni- you have the Super Nintendo version?
0: Yeah. So there's oh, Krusty's got- Fun House and Krusty's Super Fun House. They're right. both the same game. Uh, I own the Super Nintendo version, so I own Rusty's Super Fun House, and that's the version I play.
1: Okay, I thought this was an NES game.
0: No, this is a Super Nintendo game that But I they're played. basically the same game. They're basically the same game.
1: Alright, the more you know.
0: There might be some subtle differences, I don't know.
1: It was probably like a Wario's Woods kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it came out in that time period, so... So send in your requests. Uh, I always like to hear them. Um, TYP at NintendoWorldReport.com or uh, use the form, which is linked from the uh, from the episode page. So um, send me your requests. I, I really want your requests, so send them. I would be very surprised if anyone has figured out the game by that song. Yes, it's
1: definitely not something that I know right now. Uh, hopefully I learn it, but at this moment I don't know what this game is. game is now
0: hooray
1: i know I, I, I figured it out
0: yeah well you selected the game so I, i'd hope yes. you figured it out yep. so um well, i don't give do right. the honors with the question here
1: okay and the question is what's the reward for getting 100 percent completion in the game and uh oh, i know i don't know this, this is a game where uh I will, we'll we'll talk about it after after the final song mm
0: There's our energy boost.
1: Yeah, needed that.
0: What game is this?
1: This is Excite Bots Trick Racing, which is the sequel to Excite Truck.
0: You mean Fuck Truck.
1: Yeah, Fuck Truck. And I guess yeah. this could be Fuckbots for all, for fuck all bots. we care.
0: Yeah, this is Fuckbots for the Wii, <laughs> um, which uh, I never played. I-, I assume I'll get a chance to play it uh want to go visit Johnny in a couple of weeks but uh yeah it's it's
1: even now i think it's dirt cheap i think there was some deal where you could get it for 5 bucks with a coupon at best buy or something wow uh,
0: they're just trying to get that thing out of the sh- yeah. shells it's well it's, i mean uh, I, uh,
1: I know with all the all the hubbub over metroid prime trilogy not being like made anymore there's a whole handful of nintendo games that aren't being made anymore and this is definitely one of them
0: yeah i well, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't interested in Excite Truck, in spite of everyone saying it was a good game. Um, this game sort of perplexed me. I, I think they didn't know who the target audience for this game was, and so they decided, well, we're not going to do anything.
1: Yeah. Well, they announced it two months before it came out.
0: That's no excuse for not marketing it. Yeah. They've done that for a bunch of stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's not an excuse.
1: I mean, it's the kind of thing where, like, I mean, a lot of people are into Excite Bike, and I'm pretty sure that Excite Bike We Wear game. I mean, I don't have any. Know, official numbers on that but just from uh, at least like the buzz about it it seemed like that that was selling pretty well yeah and maybe that's what they're gonna do in the future with it instead of making something like excite truck or excite bots they're just gonna go uh, I guess maybe the downloadable route because that's that's the people who will buy that game or you know the people that are going on we wear
0: yeah maybe I don't know but uh, this game I don't know what what did they do to mix things up they, they changed the the vehicle so they made him characters they just made
1: it bananas and the first one was pretty ridiculous to begin with i don't know i mean i mean you said you don't own it but have you played the first one at all
0: yeah a little bit i mean i watch people play it mostly. yeah i mean
1: in the first one it's it's pretty it's i mean it's still ridiculous you have you have these kind of like ridiculous moments in the first one that are few and far between, like, maybe once a race, um, you know, you'll come across one of the, like, Excite icons. And,
0: and the world will change, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then, like, the, the road will morph and, you know, you'll get, like, all these crazy combos and everything. But in bots it's basically, that happens, like, every five to ten seconds. Like, mm-hmm. it just, there, there's the whole thing where you can get a super sandwich. Your, uh, your, your little excite bot has, like, an arm or something that'll, like, grab onto this... Like you know, rope that's just hanging in the air, and you'll just go down that. And you have to tilt the controller around as you spin around this, and then collect parts of a sandwich. Parts um, of a sandwich, as in yes. like
0: like uh, give make me a sandwich quick. Yes. That kind like, of sandwich. Like like
1: like uh, bread, cheese, meat. Oh my god! Other slice of bread. Um, what there's would other Americans stuff?
0: like to eat? Sandwiches. <laughs> there, like there's put also the game.
1: um, what else is there? There's there's a lot of sports related stuff like uh there will be like a goal post that will come up and you'll have to drive it to a football and kick it through okay. or a soccer goal and do the same okay. thing. Um, there's stuff where like you'll hit an icon and then a clown face will appear and you'll have okay. a pie ready to launch and That's then you scary. launch the pie.
0: Clowns are scary. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Krusty. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, um, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to
1: think of some of the other ridiculous stuff. There's like stuff where like you float and collect butterflies. It's just a really weird, weird game. But and, I, and you
0: can you can win the race not by being first, but yeah, by like the, collecting lots of points, right? Just like yep. in, in the first one.
1: Yep. It's. I mean, it's it's basically it's the same the same mechanics as the first one, but the same just, levels, as far as I'm aware, too. I I don't think they're the same exact levels. I mean, it's been a while. This was the kind of game I I got when it came out. And, played the hell out of because I really excite truck I didn't get right away but after like I played like a demo of it and a friend of mine was telling me how good it was and I picked it up and, and enjoyed it a lot so I was really excited for excite bots and I played the crap out of it I, I didn't I didn't 100% everything but I got I, I got very far into the game but so I mean, what,
0: what what do you get for getting hundred percent in this game
1: um you actually you unlock uh, the boulder car which is you know it's a, it's a truck it's from excite truck and then you know it goes in. It, it has the same features as the the Excite Bots, which are all modeled after like the, I think there's a grasshopper, there's like a, there's a turtle <sighs> and stuff like that. Terrible! It's like that's the thing is that the game's just so incredibly ridiculous with with everything about it, and that's why like. I kind of like. I understand why people complain about the music in Excite Truck, because that is just like really stupid and terrible music. But in Excite Bots just because they ramp everything like so ridiculously, I think the music fits it perfectly. Because like, I mean, I don't really expect to have like this this amazing award-winning music in a game where you have a turtle that can like transform <laughs> into something that flies and collect butterflies and then land and then like
0: Decepticons.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's almost like Transformers: The Racer, and some some or I guess maybe uh. But uh, the Beast Wars or something—I don't know. <laughs> Insect but, Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 a it's it's a really fun game, especially if you can find it for cheap. I totally recommend it if you like, you know, kind of goofy racing games.
0: Does it? Does it support more than two players at a time?
1: Uh, no, it's only two players. But no. there is a very good online mode for I think six players. Okay. And this really weird multiplayer thing that I, I think this is really what I only played online. It's called Poker Race. In which, like, you drive through the race and you, like, instead of having, like, all these other power-ups, like, making everything crazy, I think they're still in it, but you drive through, because there's only a couple races that have this, and you basically pick up poker cards and try Mm -hmm. to cash in the best poker hand. Wow. Which, I mean, once again, it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, ridiculous game, ridiculous concept, ridiculously poor advertisement. That's excite bots. We said
1: ridiculous way too many times, but it's really the, it's the word that comes to mind for this game. It's like the definition of ridiculous is excite bots. That's very, very waltzy.
0: Waltzing on to the second song.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I think some people may have ideas.
1: I I have ideas, but I'm not really sure. It just I can tell it's very familiar, but I can't think of any specific game that I think it is. So, uh, what's well, the question?
0: Here's the terrible question I wrote, because I haven't played this game. On what platforms has a version of this game been released? <laughs>
1: That last song gave me a pretty good idea, but I can say that I haven't played this game. I think it's uh is it Aladdin?
0: Ooh no. This is definitely a game you've played unless my eyes deceive me. Um this is Dragon Quest V for Nintendo DS. Oh
1: that was a the the last song, there there's a part in it that reminds me a lot of uh the the Aladdin game for Sega Genesis, when really? you're being chased uh like there's a, when you're escaping the Cave of Wonders. Mm. There's, there's, uh, like that, that, like that, just kind of like the, the escalating part of that song. But Dragon Quest V a, a, that's a fantastic game.
0: It is a fantastic game. I haven't played it yet.
1: I, I, I got a review copy of that actually. That, that was uh, a benefit of uh, Johnny Metz retiring from reviewing (laughs) games because he actually called that game and then I saw that it it was up for grabs and I, uh, I snatched it when I could because. It's uh, I, I've only played the original Dragon Quest, and I was kind of interested in trying a later one out. Especially I've heard I've heard very I heard very good things of Five, and I played it, and I, I, I really really enjoyed it.
0: So uh, I've played two and three on my Game Boy Color, and I played eight for PlayStation Two. But this is a remake of Five. Yes. And um, Five actually uh, was released a few times uh, in Japan. It came out originally for the Super Famicom. Yeah. And there was a remake for the PlayStation Two.
1: And it, it uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, the DS one was the first time it was in North America, right? Exactly. The DS All was right.
0: the first time this game was released anywhere outside of Japan. So it finally got a worldwide release, and uh, and people seem to just go head over heels for it. Partially because it's kind of a long lost uh, entry in, in Dragon Quest, I guess. Yeah.
1: And the thing, the th- the thing about this game is that I mean, it's uh, uh, at least a little bit of the history that I know of it, I only playing the original dragon quest and going to this it's not like they're at all similar there were four entries in between in which the series progressed but i think this was the first one that had kind of more of a concrete story and like your character was i guess more developed because what it is is you start off as a young boy and then you know you're like going around with your father, who I think is like an adventurer or something. And you know you meet you meet some other characters, and then something happens in which you like you're you fast forward 10 years in the future, and then you know like you know bad things happened, and you need to come in and save the day. And then you eventually get married and have kids, and your kids fight with you, and just the evolution, of, like the, I guess just the passing of time in that game is is really cool because things will change, your character will get older. People around it, you will get older.
0: Well, I, I think it's the only Dragon Quest game that's that's really done this. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Dra- Dragon Quest One is definitely crude compared to like Dragon Quest Two, but I think like by the time Dragon Quest Three came out, it's pretty much the same thing as Dragon Quest Eight. I mean, Dragon Quest Eight has a lot more. It's in 3D, and there's a lot more places to explore, and there are, you know a lot of more interesting things. But the like the basic gameplay and in the basic concept of you're just sort of a, a no-name hero that gets a bunch of other people together yeah, yeah. and and fights some generic bad guy I, that's this is a game I, where you're,
1: you're still kind of playing a no-name hero but it's like a no-name hero with a kind of a set story and a set backstory.
0: story yeah yeah um then- so i i think it's kind of unique in the in, in this series
1: yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating the sixth one, because I know that the fourth, fifth, and the sixth one are part of, like, the Zenitha trilogy or something, which I think it's it's not that, like, they're, they're sequels to each other. Well, I mean, they are sequels to each other, but it's not like they're direct sequels, but it's all in the same kind of universe. hmm Yeah. But, I mean, the sixth one is coming out, the DS version is coming out in Japan, I think, in a month or two, so I'm, I'm hoping the North America version will come out maybe by the end of the year. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about the, the time when the uh the Japanese ones came out and the North American ones came out of the uh, four and five
0: well and there's also what Dragon Quest nine
1: yeah Dragon Quest nine which that's that's I'm anticipating that too just because from what I've heard about the Japanese version I'm, I'm very interested
0: yeah I, I'm not very interested based on what I've heard of the Japanese <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of of characters that are generic that you create and there's no real story behind them um me that's sort of boring. I mean, like, I can get by with it if it's the main character only. That's fine. That's normal. Yeah. But if yeah, it sounds like the entire band, eh, I'm not so crazy about that.
1: No, I, I definitely, I, I see where you're coming from with that. It's just a lot of, like, the the, the way that's kind of like, I guess with Dragon Quest 9, it's almost like an MMO, but it's not. That's, that's right. kind of what interests me more than the generic characters. That's what kind of always turned me off in of a lot of Western RPGs is that I feel like there's not as many, not as much character in that. But back to Dragon Quest V. Another really cool thing about it is that there's like this almost like this Pokemon mechanic in it. Where I think it's uh, I want to say it's uh, 10 years, when you're, after you become a little kid, then when you fight certain enemies, there's like a random chance that they'll ask to join your party at the end. Right. And this was this was the first game in the series to do, and I'm not sure if later games did the same thing, but then basically you create this stable of like monsters that can level up, you can equip them with different stuff. So I know like I, had a, I had a slime, I had like a, what is it, the, mm-hmm. the bats in the game were like drackies or something. Yeah.
0: You know, I never once used that feature in Dragon Quest eight. It existed. I think for a while it wasn't even clear to me that I had this this skill that I could use with, with the Like calling enemies, but I just wound up never using it. Um, And I I, do you have to use it to beat this game? I mean, is it kind of? Um,
1: it's it's really the way that you get more characters in your party because I think there's, if memory serves me, I mean, it's this was uh, roughly a year ago that I played this game, and I I haven't really played it too much since I reviewed it. I think there was like some time over the summer when I was on a trip, I ended up putting some time into it, but. Mm -hmm. I think there's, like, you can have three or four characters at once, and I think, like, there's different points of the game where basically, like, you might only have, like, three characters in your party, so if you want to have four characters in your party, you have to Uh. do a little Pokemon thing. But a lot of it, I mean, it's not even, like, it's that hard to, like, it's it's something that will just happen, you don't even really have to do anything, it'll just happen, because it's, you know, you'll just be fighting an enemy, and then there will be that random chance that after the fight, they'll just be like, oh, hey, I'm gonna join your party,
0: yeah, I don't know. I just haven't, had been real crazy about that kind of mechanic in, in my games, like, yeah. like uh, Dawn of the New Worlds, whatever it's called for the oh, Tales game. The new Tales of Symphonia. Actually, yeah. I,
1: I I bought that game. I saw it. Uh, at at Best Buy, it was like an, an end dial deal or something, and I got that in Deadly Creatures and got home and realized, eh, I don't really want to play this Tales of Symphonia game. No, so I ended don't. up So se- I ended up selling it on Half.com uh, for five dollars more than I paid for it. Good man, you uh, made the right choice. Because <laughs> I was just like, I was curious, but like, maybe this, is, maybe I can flip this, and, and I did.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dragon Quest Five. Would you say that I should play that before four? uh I
1: have not played four but from what I've heard about four like I I, I kind of want to check it out but I feel like five is kind of like better than four just just from what I what I've read is that five is kind of like a, a better version of what four is but
0: I, I, I mean I, I have to suspect that because there's a bit of the wild wow factor because this is the first time it's come out in America I, yeah. I suspect. Reviews were a little inflated in that sense. Um, well,
1: I know not not really with me because it's not like I was anticipating it. I definitely, right. I, I think I gave it an 8.5. five. And
0: I'm not saying the scores are high. I'm saying that the the word of mouth was yeah. definitely yeah, um, very strong for Dragon Quest five.
1: Um, and I know four. I, I know Johnny reviewed that, and I think he, I want to say, he gave it an eight. But I mean, I think they're both good games. It's definitely. 4 is something that I would eventually play if I if I had a little more time to sink my teeth into it, which I don't really have too much of that for an RPG yeah. right now.
0: Anyway, that's the last game for this episode. I hope you all had fun. I if you I didn't, sure then you better write in with your own requests. Because...
1: Yeah. Or else it'll just be the Excite Truck podcast. And it'll just yeah. be 15 songs from the first Excite Truck.
0: Or or even worse, I'll just be playing Krusty like eight times in a row.
1: You will literally play the game live.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, okay, let's go. (laughs) Bye, everyone. All right, bye. is copyright 1994 Sega. Pac-Man World 2 is copyright 2002 Namco. Krusty Super Fun House is copyright 1992 Acclaim Audiogenic. Excitebots Trick Racing is copyright 2009 Nintendo. Dragon Quest V Hand of the Heavenly Pride is copyright 2009 Armor Project, Bird Studio, Art Piazza, Square Enix, Koichi Sugiyama. Wow, that's soft. Hold on, I'm going to have yeah. to amplify that.
1: Um... Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think this is going to be any good. Just from that, that was not an encouraging beginning to this song.
0: Yo, put it on the box in the re-release. <laughs> so ridiculous! It's ridiculous. Neil Ronahan.
1: It'll be it'll be new play control, Excitebots on uh, <laughs> Wii HD.
0: Yeah.
2: Awesome. That won't happen. Pac Man, Pac Man! Terrible, terrible news! Pac Land is in serious danger the ghosts have unwittingly unleashed an ancient evil upon us by removing the golden fruit from the tree. According to this book, our ancestors fought against this very evil. In ancient times, the great wizard pack created a powerful potion that turned five fruit from Packland into the golden fruit that was stolen today. Armed with these magical fruit and a great deal of bravery, Sir. Pacalot faced the all-powerful ghost known as Spooky. Sir Pacalot defeated Spooky and imprisoned him. And he has remained there until now. Man, the golden fruit are in the hands of the devious ghosts, and Spooky is on the loose again. You must retrieve the golden fruit and defeat Spooky, or all of Packland will be doomed.